welcome back. Pull up a chair and join us at the table this week for another episode of Paper, Pencil, Dice, a tabletop role-playing podcast. Welcome back to Paper, Pencil, Dice. So last time our heroes uh, used the gate, Tasteel's Gate, for the first time, and they it went through the, uh, the magical portal that it created. Uh, that one's just for you, Tabitha. Um, <laughs> so, um, as you guys travel through it, you emerge on the other side. Uh, we'll jump right into the action. So, um, the, as that, uh, pearlescent sort of, uh, you know, uh, energy washed over the ship, um, you found yourself, um, in a strange space. Uh, at first you see, uh, yourself, uh, floating through the air. Looking over, you see uh, ocean. Uh, the entire deck is covered with still the pearlescent uh, residue. And you are over the ocean and kind of moving through. And um, at one point in time, you see a fish like jump up, almost get to the ship, but not quite. And this fish is, it looks like a, you know, maybe like a bass uh, fish, but... Um, Imagine if a bass was like the size of a blue whale. Um, it is enormous. And after it misses the ship and falls back into the sea, then um, the pearlescent sort of washes back over and you find yourself uh, floating above a very large walled castled city. Hmm. What was that? Oh, that's just where we traveled through. But... But, but what do you mean where we traveled through? What is that? What is that is place? That uh, well, it's a is different place. Um... Every... Wait, shouldn't you be playing hide and seek? Oh, yeah, all right. I'm not here. Poofy disappears again. <laughs> I don't know. It's... I'm I... not sure. It looked so like weird. a fish. It was a pretty but big I, fish. I I agree. It was a very large fish. But uh strange. I don't know. I, I mean, I suppose we could ask Barley. No, no. Oh god. Christ. Yeah, what's up? He like appears as soon as you say his name. Where what we just saw like a giant fish? Oh, did you? What kind? Yeah. I I don't I don't know. I don't know fish. Uh, oh, what, I look at what Tabitha. What did you say it was? Uh, you said I it said was like it was a bluegill. A, a bass. A All bass. right, I got a uh, forty-six on a nature check. Oh yeah, you totally know it. it was. Well, bass don't get that big, but it looked like a bass. Awesome, heroic, heroic check, and kind of looked like this. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the it it can travel through, um, well, travel through like the, well, sort of the the Feywild, I guess, but not quite the Feywild, like not our Feywild, but another Feywild. Um, so the way Tasiel designed it um, uh, is that as long as it has enough power, it finds the nearest uh, uh, space that it can travel through um, that links the two directions because. It's, it's taking two places and putting them together. And you kind of like 
put, puts his fingers together in midair. But the thing is, is even if you put two things right next to each other, there's always a little bit of space in between them. And because it's not on this world that's between those two spaces, it has to be another world. Usually it's the, the Feywild, uh, or at least a Feywild, but um, sometimes it's other things. That's reassuring. Uh, all right. Um, but has you, are, are these places that, you know, maybe are not the Feywild, are they ever hostile? Um, occasionally, but generally you don't end up on those places long enough for it to uh, really affect I remember you. a movie that's like this. Okay. It was called Event All Horizon. Right. <laughs> I've just never seen that movie. This imagine just sounds like 40k. Huh. Imagine all of the water that's on the Titanic diet red. Fair enough. It's on the ship. There is a lot of blood. All right. So, um, yeah, you are in the air. Uh, I guess you're not above, but you're horizontal or like diagonally above a very large castle might be the wrong way to put it fortification this this place looks like it is a fortress designed to withstand a months-long siege um you know provided they had enough food in in inside the the castle itself what about Um, months-long disintegration beam well that would (laughs) That would be an excellent question to ask uh, if you fire a disintegration beam against it. So, um, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, so on the back side of the castle is... So the castle is built onto the edge of a cliff, so the back side of the castle itself is actually the, the, the same... The cliff side that is on the edge of water. Um, so, like, two sides of it essentially are facing land, and it's sort of rocky grass. Uh, so there's patches of grass and rock and um, sort of dust and dirt on the ground. Uh, whereas there's a sort of cliffside uh, with uh, water that kind of is splashing against the cliffs, you know, hundreds of feet below the castle, um, on the back side of the castle. Um, on the front of the castle, uh, there is sort of that um, hammer with the lightning bolt motif um, symbol on, on the, the door of it. There are also several guards that are patrolling. Uh, they're kind of walking back and forth across the, the, the castle uh, walls themselves, the, the parapets area. Um, and uh, it's this place is does not seem like it's necessarily like a royal place, but more of like a um, this is a fort. This is a place that's designed to withstand attacks. Um, so what okay. were you asking, Jathal? Uh, I was going to ask if... Uh... Do we think that they would not welcome us? Do we think we, like, I, I don't know that we're hostile against these people, right? I thought we had some background on them that we had gotten. I mean, um, we saw, right, that the the stone was in a vault, right? Uh, but I don't remember getting any background saying that they are hostile and that we wouldn't be able to. I mean, they so, were like a a, a paladin type, uh, uh, paladin enclave. type enclave, whatever you want to yeah. call it. So I, I I did misspeak. It the, the the symbol on the front of the door is not a hammer, but a sword, uh, or it's a hand holding a sword uh, with a with a sort of a lightning bolt behind. 
Um, and the, uh, uh, the, the, what you recall about this place, uh, it's, it's, it's Aressa. It's, it's a town. There are some buildings surrounding the castle. Um, mm-hmm. not many. It also, the walls are extend quite a ways out. Um, there is essentially a whole city worth of buildings on the inside of the walls as well. Um, but, uh, you remember that this place is also where the Holy Order of Denier is, is the, is the name of the Paladin Order that, that runs this place. Okay. All right. Are there any suitable landing locations nearby? Uh, plenty uh, nearby. Not inside the walls, but outside the walls. Yes. Well, no, you definitely wouldn't want to land inside the walls. Nope. Um. So, anyone can. This is gonna be a fairly difficult check, but anyone can give me a perception check to see if they hear something. Ooh, my time Ooh. has come. So, uh, Tormir, would you get? actually do something uh 20 so i'm guessing i don't hear anything you do not hear what it is that i'm i'm indicating jethal would you roll i also rolled a 20 so i okay. am also deaf to it you guys are focused on uh the the, the controls and the looking at the castle a theory would yeah. you roll i got a 32 okay you hear it and then tabitha would you roll i rolled a 26 okay you do not hear it i am uh, shamed. So, uh, Athir, uh, here's something to the effect of, uh, that there are, um, the, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the ancient, uh, oh, was it? I, have, I had it written down. Did I lose it? I lost it. Um, so, it, uh, the ancient form, forces of Promothor, uh, it, it um, approach. We uh, engage the protection protocols, and like they start, you see, like people start moving around faster. Only a fear heard it, but it was essentially someone is announcing inside the walls that um, they believe Promothor is coming to attack after centuries. Essentially, I, I, uh, it's like, uh, hey guys, um, I think they think we're Promothor, um. I think we might want to not look hostile to them. As Tormir takes his hand off the disintegration ray. <laughs> and then puts it on it. very quickly and starts it. No. Well, I mean, it's not even, it's not even uh, no, I, I know, extended I know. currently. But. Uh, we should I get mean... on the, the horn and let them know that they're not under any threat. Do we have an external yeah. megaphone? Yeah, I thought that we just had the internal. Yes, we, we, we had stuff. to make sure that Tegan couldn't use it because he would only use it for and, and personal you, entertainment. You gave him the ability to use it once, and he loved it. Yeah. Wasn't uh, it in the big battle? Said, it, yeah, it was, it was a recruit era helping evacuate the c- c- civilians in Malatoon. Why don't I have this written down? That is an excellent question to which I do not know the answer. Why don't uh, you? He said that the the group here was what again? The Holy Order of Denier. D-A-N-Y-R. 
Is it D-Y-N-A-R? D-A-N-Y-R. Denier. <laughs> I'm just... Yeah. It's I'm, I'm they, this. <laughs> their, their rival nation is Defar. Defar, yes. Oh, actually, I was, it should be Jafar. It's Denier and Jafar. There. I did have it written down. Jeez. Okay. Cool. Uh, <clears throat> uh, was there like a specific spot? I can't remember on the ship if there's a specific spot that we have to grab, or is it just I tell the ship to So if you want to communicate uh, internally within the ship, there is a mechanical way to do so. Like the little, the, there's like a copper set of tubes that you can yell into right. internally. But for right. the external speakers, it's actually through the, through the main console. Okay, that's what I thought. Uh oh man, this is gonna go Curse well. Curse you. Uh this is gonna go real well. Uh Who's your diplomacy, you know, you've got that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a little bit. <clears throat> uh I get on the horn and say Paladins of Denier. Hi. Hi. No. <laughs> Paladins of Denier. We, we come uh we come in peace we mean no harm no uh, anal probing oh <laughs> why would you even bring we, that up the aliens just, come and do they like we come in peace from you're starting to get frustrated okay 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 all right let's let let's let jathal finish his speech before we keep talking over him i don't know what i'm saying uh we come in peace we mean no harm to you or your city of Aressa. Uh, we would, we would just like to have a, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Conversation. Uh, sit down. Uh, sit down with your leader. Parlay. Parlay. I don't think it's really a parlay, right? Okay, go yeah. ahead and give me a diplomacy check, Jethal. Sure. Right. At a minus twenty. No, I, I, I mean, the thing is, even if Chris the player is not a excellent uh, diplomacy, <laughs> Jethal the character may still be really Which good at diplomacy. I am not, but uh, Jethal rolled a thirty-three, so. So, so despite how that sounded to us as uh, listeners, it actually <laughs> sounded really good to the paladins. Um, Yes, I'm amazing, don't you know? Yeah. He he's, he selected know? the right uh, conversation option in the menu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just gave it the few words, and then it, it wordsmithed it, it all it, together. It, it auto-populated it. the rest yeah. of the speech, yeah. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, so you, you kind of give a, we come in peace, yeah, we don't mean you harm, you know, speech, and at which point uh, you, you uh, they seem less to... Uh, like less they kind of stop like manning armaments and like trying to prep you know catapults and things like that inside the walls um and uh it seems like they kind of slow that process down and the activity inside the walls quiets down a bit uh for a few moments and then probably what seems like the longest five minutes passes uh until the gates begin opening up and 
Uh, three well-armored knights riding horses. The horse, uh, the uh, the knights have you know their tabards with the same symbol, the hand with the sword and the lightning bolt. Uh, and the horses also are wearing sort of the long, the draped tabards over the sides of them. Um, the, you know, march out, and um, one of them yells out, and his voice carries quite well, louder than it probably normally would for a normal person. Cough, um, says, uh, says uh, come and speak your peace. We will hear you. Great. Uh, did he just ask us to do what I thought he asked us to do? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <clears throat> you can get that right. out. Uh, <laughs> Tarly uh, really wants to hit that disintegrate button, doesn't he? No, that's that's not it at all. Um, <laughs> Tormir sets the ship down. Yeah, we need to go. We need land. Yep. Okay. And we crush 500 people. No, you don't crush 500 people. We this make sure that this we isn't a Mustang version of the ship. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Dang. that doesn't Dang. ring true to many people, but. Dang. For the people who know. I, I got nothing on that one. Anyway, uh, so we sit down and uh, I'll. Uh, I don't know who's all coming, but I will lead I guess off of the deck down Kay. to them oh I'm totally going uh, Tormir will remove the stones and head down as well well I mean since we all head down why not go along with cool uh, when you get down there, you see three individuals. Uh, they're all heavily armored. It's, I mean, it's honestly difficult to make out many features about them because they, ha- you know, they have the helmet that's covering their faces and things like that. Um, it's, it's really difficult to make out many features. Their armor is very specifically designed to make them all look relatively uniform, as far as you can tell. Um, uh, they are both, uh, you presume, human or at least humanoid. Um, from, from what you can see, uh, roughly the same ish height within a few inches of each other. Uh, one of them, uh, removes his helmet, steps off the horse, kind of holds the helmet underneath uh, one arm, um, and extends his uh, right hand out to Jathal and says, I am Sir Roland the Persistent. You are? Uh, hello, Sir Roland the Persistent. Uh, I am Jathal Zahn. Is very well met. What brings you to our fortress of Aressa? We are on a dire mission, and we are looking for assistance. A mission of okay. worldly importance. Do you wish to elaborate? Or do you wish to do this in more of no. a private setting? Uh, if, if it would be all right, I would prefer a little bit more privacy. Very well. Um, certainly. So uh, follow me. I, this is, I, I am not in, in the uh, um, 
I, I, I am merely one of the keepers of this. I'm, uh, but uh, Lady Madeline the Worthy is uh, is our leader. Um, but uh, I, I will take you uh, it, it, within the gate. Is there? Does your ship need uh, protection? It, and and like one of the other ones goes, what 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 about Promothor? He goes, ah, I guess. Um, this ship once belonged to Promothor, um, who is an ancient enemy of our people. Um, we long thought him dead centuries ago. Did did you take his ship, or did you I, defeat him? He's himself? very dead. That is very good much to know. So. We was, commandeered the ship in our uh, to aid in our mission. Well, I'm glad that uh, the, the ship can no longer fall under uh, Promothor's forces. That tyrant was uh, far too aggressive in, in this region and one of the reasons this fortress uh, was created to begin with. And thankfully we were able to save thousands upon, upon thousands of people with it. This is true. We, Even. not sure if you've heard, but the uh, the city of Malatune was attacked by undead recently. Malatune, the... Huh. Well, no, we had not heard that news. That's That had not traveled this far north yet. Um, that is most concerning. Is, is the city still, still standing? Oh, yes. Uh, we, uh, with this ship, uh, as well as with the people of Malatune, as well as um, some very helpful groups, were able to repel the invading forces and 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 save the city. So, I am I'm most pleased to hear that you saved the city, and even more poetic that you did it with uh, with the tools of the enemy. Absolutely. So, um, let us not tarry out here. Let us uh, proceed in, into uh, our noble fortress, and, and you may uh, tell us exactly what's, uh, what, what you need assistance with. Um, any who are on the side of justice and righteousness are, are friends to the Order of Denier, So, um, While we're on our way to a more private setting, um, can you explain a bit about Promothor and, and his effect on this area? Um, it Sorry. was far before... Uh, like real real oh, quick. Yes? Um, I, if it wouldn't be too much of a bother, I would... It would be uh, more... It would ease my mind if, uh, if we could have a few guards for the ship. Absolutely. It's just very, very, as you are clearly aware, very sensitive, and we need to make sure it does not fall into the wrong hands. I, I know you guys didn't say it, but I'm assuming you guys took both of the stones out of the ship. Yeah, uh, I, yeah I did he did say, say it. Oh, he did, did he? say okay. that, yep. I, I, I missed that. I, I, I so made like, the assumption no, it, anyway, so. Yeah, it can't be done used, right? But also, we told to whatever her name was I can't remember how do you say her name Tassiel that we would Tass- prote- uh, that would protect the 
the gate. So you are, and like at that point, he like looks at you, like he stops I, and turns. Sorry, to you I goes, wasn't. Did you that speak of, of Tassiel? I wasn't. That was out of character. Oh, okay. That was me saying that out of character. That was okay. me just saying. Got it. Got it. Okay. Out of character. So, that that is. We said that we would do that, so that's okay. why I'm requesting guards. So, yes. Yeah, so, so he says we will happily protect your ship. Um, much, I will. Much I, I will call for an order of guards to to stand by it, um, and make sure that uh, that no one lays a finger or or uh, any harmful activities to it. So, um, he goes. Then he uh, he and the other two uh, nod at you, and they you know kind of slowly walk their you know still riding their horses just for you to follow them on foot as they get in the gates the guard standing by the gates um sir roland looks over at the guards and says please uh station a platoon uh near the ship to make sure that no one uh no one of our order or no one from outside the city uh interacts with the ship or or cause or befalls it any harm and they they're like yes sir right away and they run inside, grab, uh, you know, inform other people, and by before you guys are too far into the city, there's already an order or a, or a, a small platoon of probably twenty to twenty-five uh, soldiers that are heading out there, all heavily armored and, and armed. Great. Um. So you proceed in, and uh, you walk past uh, several rows of houses. These houses are all very much uniformly constructed uh it so it doesn't look like people in the city just based on your initial judgment uh people probably don't build their own houses because uh, otherwise they wouldn't be all uniformly constructed they're all like in certain rows they're all the exact same height the facing the same direction the same colors um and there are certain buildings that you're assuming probably serve as uh storefronts or things like that but each storefront is at a regular, consistent point within the rows of houses in each row, and there are different areas. There is an area designated for markets, and it, whereas normal markets are kind of like beds of chaos where people are walking in every direction, everyone who's at the market is walking like there's a, a certain order. There, you know, people on the right side walk for walk this direction, people on the left side walk that direction. They're all very following, you know, regimented structures in in everywhere. Um. So you continue on, and he leads you through a second set of walls. Um, they open the gates as soon as they see uh, Roland and the other uh, with you, and don't question it at all. Uh, and leads you then into a uh, in, in past the second set. The buildings are much larger, and he leads you towards one of the other buildings. Um, and uh, inside the building, he uh, hands the reins of the horses. The other two with him also hand their reins off to a couple squ- uh, a few squires who go in and uh, hitch the horses. Um, and he says, please, follow me. So, nothing about Promothor then and his impact on this area? Oh, I, I, sorry, I forgot. Um, so probably as you guys are walking through the city, he probably is explaining some of that. So uh, I'll go through that really quick. Um, so as you guys are walking through the city, he explains uh, that uh, Promothor, this was far before my time or most, uh, almost everyone here living in, in Aressa, but... The legends are, are printed within our tapestries and, and passed down from, from person to person. Um, Promothor uh, had constructed great beasts of iron and stone and sought to conquer all that uh, to the north of the, of the mountains. 
um, and uh, was was seeking to expand the legion and the empire of the dwarves uh, nearly a, nearly a millennia ago. Um, and it was only by the most unlikely of, uh, of, of organizations to band together, um, our order, uh, which at that point was only beginning, um, and the uh, barbarians to the north, um, the, uh, uh, the barbarians led by uh, allies, um, and then uh, also the 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 gnolls, the orcs, and the goblins all helped band together to stop Promethor and his forces once and for all. Um, we don't necessarily count each other as allies any longer, but uh, against an overwhelming uh, enemy, even the most unlikely of uh, even the most uh, desperate of enemies will can can ally together to stop uh, a tyrant who would seek to conquer the entire country or the entire uh, continent I guess so luckily he was stopped but some of the things that ship that flies included um, are still spoken about and written about uh, to this day on its destructive capacity and it, it it you know the the different things that it, it did to cities and the legions of um you know machines that it was able to either carry or store and that attacked cities and without mercy good thing i didn't decide to just take the walker out to greet them <laughs> yeah <clears throat> well, that sounds. We've heard very little of what, how uh, of Promethor's conquests. So this was very enlightening, um, and also very troubling. I'm sorry to hear that. Oh. that was such a problem. Um, I assure you, he is not with us for some time now. So. Excellent. I'm 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 very glad to hear that. This and and like as you were walking to that larger building, he goes. This here is actually a very uh, important building to the defeat of Promethor. This here, and he kind of points towards like a a, a a big mural painted on one of the walls and a tapestry that's hanging next to it. You see a knoll, an orc, a goblin, a human wearing like lots of furs and have having an axe uh, across her back and a a knight all kind of standing around a table and sort of gesturing at uh, you know different things on the table which aren't really well defined in the art because it's somewhat abstract um, sure. and uh, yeah, this this is where not only was the agreement of, of, our, of all the forces made but also where the plans to finally um, take the battle back to Promethor once and for all were made so this, this building has a very special uh, prominence in our history Absolutely, that sounds uh, is worth uh, worth keeping safe. It sounds like, and he leads you to uh, th you see several different rooms around this. It looks like there's uh, different rooms with uh, tables. You know, it's that way. You know, uh, you can there's a sort of the central room has a large circular table, which actually looks very reminiscent of the one in the tapestry. Uh, but there's also side rooms that have uh, smaller tables that um, you know seat fewer people. Um, and he leads you off to one of the side rooms that has a table that looks like it's meant to like seat like 12 people in total. And he goes, um, please, 
have have a seat. Um, do you need anything? I, I'm not sure how long you traveled to to get here. Uh, do you need food, rest? I um. I suppose, Tormir, would you like some tea? Oh, I've, I've, I've already started making some. Oh, I. Unless anyone else needs anything, I think I'm all right for the time being. Thank you for your hospitality. Very well. Um, so Roland kind of sits at, at at the opposite side of the table from the four of you and kind of rests his elbows on the uh, the the table. You hear the clank of the metal as this his armored uh, elbows hit the table, and he goes, "So, please tell me about what this uh, great threat to the world is. Uh, if it's not Promothor, what what pray tell is it?" There is so, a necromancer who goes by the name of Kundal. Or, sorry, there's a lich who goes by na- by the name mm. of Kundal. Both of those statements are accurate, but yeah. Well, I know, but lich That's is fair. more Kundal. threatening. Kundal. I've heard the name. I don't... Hey, he looks over at uh, one of those. Um... Bell, can you go see what uh, what our scribes have on the name Kundal. She goes, right away, sir. And she she stands up and, and leaves the room. And this is this is Roland that we're still talking to, right? Correct. Roland is here, and there there was uh, one uh, there was two soldiers in the room. Now there's one other soldier in the room besides Roland. Uh, is, uh, at one point he said that he was going to get Lady Madeline the Worthy? She, yes. She is, uh, she is the leader. She, uh, I, I, Simply can't get her attention on demand, but I can. Uh, I will certainly send for her once you've explained to me what what your needs of the city of Aressa are. I see. So we've you. So Kundal is absolutely one of is uh, as a is of great distress in the world. Uh, it was Kundal's army that attacked Malatun, and we were able to defend Malatun to fend off the army at that time. I fear that that defeat will just strengthen Kundal more and push uh, push to have them have Kundal amass a much larger force. Um, and we've also, also go ahead. Heard, we've also heard that there are means by which one can if not contain most likely eventually defeat Kundal himself thus eliminating the threat to this world. As we've seen from other converging timelines if he is not stopped it's devastation for everyone not just the people in his immediate vicinity Roller looks a bit confused at you converging timelines can you explain that a bit further we had a bit of an unfortunate trip through the Feywild okay and I'm familiar, at least in concept, with the Feywild is. So it uses, it it allows you to access other timelines. 
we were able to interact with people from several different timelines. Interesting. This was not normal. There was some... The reason that we were able to do that was due to a, a an event happening in the Feywild at that current time, which we have since remedied. Very well. Well, it sounds like you guys have, uh, or you all have a very storied history of uh, saving different areas and even other worlds. You could say that, yes. That might be a bit... I mean, we did what we could to help. But we did save other worlds. I guess, but... The humility of Tormir versus the the arrogance of Jathal. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So, you, if I'm understanding this correctly, you were wanting to uh, rally the forces of Aressa to march on Kandal? That is why you have sought us out? Not quite. Okay. Meeting Kandal army to army only leads to strength in Kandal's army. Well, if he has a uh, necromantic lich, I would assume that's correct. However, through our research, we have learned of relics that are able to combat Kundal himself. And if we can take him down, his army falls with him. Okay. And we know the location of one to be here in Aresa. Alright. Um, do, do you happen to know which artifact that is? I know we guard a great many uh, items of power here. What color Keep is the Draco stone? Uh, I don't have a color. You guys don't know what color it is. We don't know a color. No, but we uh, saw it. We physically saw it in the... Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Um, he did see it. Did it see is... It. Yeah. It's uh, yellow. Wait, so, so it's the same as the scorpion? No, scorpion's red. Because it's the scorpion bloodstone. No. That one was red. If I if I misspoke earlier, so... Um, I know okay. that the... the okay, um, sure. So, let's see, let, me, let me look at my... Here, hang on. Uh, yeah, because I've... Oh, no, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, the Centaurin is yellow. The Wait. Scorpion is red. Okay. The Cygnus is green. The Volan is orange. And the Draco, I was wrong with this, the Draco is blue. Okay. The best way to describe it is... It is a blue stone. That blue is a collection of stone. more stones out in the world. Okay. Um, Daniel, can you look into seeing if we have a blue stone in our vault somewhere? It is... might be go by the name of the Draco stone. Draco stone. Daniel, it may be called the Draco stone. He goes, yes, sir. Right away. And he stands up and leaves the room as well. 
So you wish to have use of the stone? You wish to have us wield the stone on your behalf? Um, we would wish to use the stone. Um, okay. There are some very specific things that we need to use it for to be able to combat Kundal appropriately. And it would be on a loan basis only. We would re return it after Kundal is defeated. Understood. Well, um... I guess we, uh, I will wait here until uh, Daniel's able to report to us whether or not that stone is here. Also, uh, Bell should come back in shortly with um, any information that we have on Kundal. Um, so, um, I guess stay, uh, uh, feel free to relax here. Um, I am going to go see if uh, Lady Madeline has uh, uh, availability to uh, discuss with you um, as any of these decisions would ultimately need to go through her so understood I'm going to wander the city a bit if that is alright with you uh, if if you if you desire um, where do you want to meet back here or well how much time do you need I, I should be able to get you an answer as to when Lady Madeline will be available within the hour. I don't know how soon she'll be available, but I can at least give you an answer of when she will be shortly. Okay. I think uh, we can wait to hear on that, and then we can decide if we would like to meet back here or um, if, if it's going to be a, an extended period of time we may... Uh, uh, pick a, a a time to meet back. Very well. I will. I will endeavor to be back as as quickly as I can. Uh, and he gets up and leaves. All right. Um, Jethal, I'm gonna go for a quick walk. I mean, you know, an hour. It's not too long. But I've been sitting all day. I, oh, oh, okay. I will. I was thinking that we would wait to see when you know the lady I'll just be back Madeline's here in an hour when he's ready well maybe you misunderstood I think he said that Lady Matt he's going to see it when Lady Madeline will be ready oh I thought and I report thought he'd back say take shortly sorry um, yeah. well, so he's you know, gonna I mean, check you know you can hear that it's just a determination. I'll, I'll, I'll meet you back here. Oh, okay. That's fine. Okay. Tabitha, Athir, are you guys uh, going to stay here or are you going to wander as well? Hmm. Uh, I'll probably wander about and take a look at the area here and see if I can uh, see of anything that uh, is of use or some people can tell me anything different okay tabitha i'm gonna stay with uh jethal okay so jethal and tabitha and, are staying here and help him if he uh if for some reason there should be a need of assistance okay uh so Such first as of all turning of the greeting 
What? Fair enough. I mean, they, if they turn on us. Sure. I don't know. Words. <laughs> I think Tabitha's falling asleep. Yes. I'm trying not to. Um, Alright, so... Uh, Toromir, uh, we'll start with you. So where do you go in the city? Do you stay with Athir, who's also wandering, or do you go off on your own? Um, I mean, I don't necessarily go away from Athir, but I'm basically just going to kind of like canvas the area and kind of like talk to people and try and figure out more about um, the history of the city and kind of try and understand maybe a little bit more about so, so right now, Tormir is confused as to why Promothor was attacking this area. And he's trying to gain understanding, but without trying to seem sympathetic towards Promothor. Tor- but basically just neutrally looking. Not neutral, but you know what I mean. Wanting an, to, to find out the unbiased situation. Okay. Go ahead and give me a diplomacy check just to represent sort of your asking around. Oh, great. 21. Okay. So, I mean, you you do a pretty good job. I mean, you're not, like, trying to convince people to, like, join your side or anything. You're just more asking for information. So, yeah, you're, you're able to ask for a, a lot of, a lot of uh, you know, just basic questions with people. So, generally, uh, you know, the average, like, laborer, I mean, they, they pretty much their knowledge of Promothor is Promothor is bad, uh, but he's long since dead, dead and... More of it's it's just sort of a this this a lot of the structures here are in memoriam of the time the of the great battles type thing. Um, another person you find out that there was never actually a battle fought here. This fortress was set up so that way they would be protected from Promothor, but uh, Promothor never made it far enough north before um, the armies after they had all allied together were able to band together and defeat him. So the battle actually never made it to the fortress. Uh, which is most fortunate, uh, and they mentioned something about that's why it's still standing in its full glory that it is today. Um, you know, other people make mention of you know, uh, so there's a handful of people who just like Promothor. I know the name, but I don't know where it's from. Um, I mean, it's it's centuries ago, so it's it's not that un that unheard of for people not to really know the history. Um, and like, there's probably a few people who are like, if you say the word Promothor, they like spit on the ground. Like, that's what I think of him type thing. Um, but, uh, as far as, uh, you know, um, you probably get like maybe one or two people of all of them that seem to have a bit more information, uh, says something along the lines of, um, that Promothor, his, his, uh, Hart may have been in the right place, but his actions were definitely not. In that, uh, the that Promothor was concerned about uh, that the other country or that the other uh, peoples, the especially uh, the 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 gnolls, the goblins, and the orcs, but even so, the uh, the other humanoids from or the humans from up north uh, were encroaching more and more on the dwarven lands and. Um, Promothor probably should have handled it better in trying to handle things diplomatically instead of using military force to stop it. Um, but you know, like, like just because we understand where he was coming from does not at all forgive the actions he took type type perspective that they have. Um, so that's pretty much generally the sentiment you get out of sort of their perspective of Promothor from from the um, 
you know, little information you're able to get out of just the common people. Sure. If that makes sense. Yeah, I was, was going to probably try and stick to like libraries and. That's fair. Uh, yeah, there and there are a couple. There are uh, several libraries. The interesting thing though is that most of the libraries uh, they don't necessarily restrict you from like they they don't restrict you from going anywhere, but. Generally, at least one librarian helps accompany you around because they, you know, they they're explaining one. You kind of have a feeling they're kind of keeping an eye on you, but at the same time, also there's not really a good, uh, at least a structure you understand of how the books are all organized here. There's obviously some sort of organization mm-hmm. you just don't quite understand it. So the librarians are happy to help you point out whatever book, but they really don't leave your side while you're looking at them. Gotcha. Um, all right, uh, Athir, as you're wandering around what what are you uh hoping to so uh my main thing is um since my mind is somewhat uh war based i guess in some respects i'm i'm looking around the i want to look around the fortress um you know kind of get a feel for for if the fight ever comes here um what areas that uh, we might need to reinforce or be a weakness that uh, we would need to shore up if if the fight comes um, here. Um, And so I'm just basically trying to get a feel for for the fortress and uh, just make sure that I've prepared myself in in case of something that uh, might need to happen. So okay. and I'm thinking maybe warfare lore might be appropriate for something like that. Yeah, is, that would make perfect sense. So you're, you're you're just trying to like identify how actually impregnable the fortress is. Yeah, how it might be attacked, and knowing fortresses and whatnot, uh, these are areas that might be weaknesses that uh, okay. I'm not sure if they've thought about. So, um, let me see what I got. Uh, I got a twenty-seven. Okay. So on the side that's not facing the cliff, um, honestly, it's uh, looking at the stone walls. I mean, these things are incredibly well reinforced. Is you've seen several uh, walls, uh, you know, stone walls before, and and while a, a large enough object f- fired from like a trebuchet or something like that could probably still make an impact on this. Um, it probably would not, even a single large rock would not take down even a segment of wall. It would probably take several uh, hitting in a single point to, to, ta- to knock down a section of wall. So it's, I mean, nothing is indestructible, but this is very well constructed on this side. Also, the way that the soldiers are um, arranged on it are very, uh, it pr- both protects the soldiers, gives them good visibility, but not vulnerability to any uh, projectiles fired over the walls. Um, so really, you don't see a whole lot of weaknesses on this side. On the other side, you see a lot of areas uh, set up specifically to uh, repel invaders who might be climbing up the cliff side. Um, so th- they're more kind of things that are focused. Uh, there's a lot of uh, you know areas where uh, boiling oil could be poured down the wall or things like that uh, for anyone who might be trying to ascend the walls. Um, there's not a lot of good anchor points if like a grappling hook were lopped or you know thrown up so it's it's kind of some of those things are taken into account but you do in in noticing it um, the fact that this is on that cliffside if um, a suitable enough uh, explosion or something were to disrupt the earth underneath the castle on the cliffside 
uh, it could potentially, if done large enough, uh, create a landslide that might actually make a good chunk of the fortress slide down into the sea. Okay. It's probably the biggest weakness that you're able to see in the whole overall structure, but it would still take something of, of decent size to do that. Um, but really, that's that's the largest vulnerability you're able to see in the in the entire place. And observing like the troops and everything, do they seem to be highly trained, very alert, or do they seem to be more lackadaisical and not really being all that um, attentive to their duties? Honestly, you are probably more impressed than you ever have been by the uh, level of attention that the soldiers uh, do here. Um, there are, you have heard and you are aware of some, you know, elven soldiers who obviously pay better attention to things. Because, I mean, humans only have so much capacity. But um, but the thing is, is that the um, while each individual human might not be as aware or as alert as, as an elven soldier, the way that they have uh, themselves positioned and are regimented with each other, the the number of drills and, pra- and and training and things like that they have to set these soldiers through is is incredibly impressive to see, just just in in mm-hmm. watching their their uh, patterns and how they move around and things. Uh, uh, so th- having having evaluated kind of like the military strength of the fortress and and what it might um give as an advantage um or disadvantage i think i just um go about talking to the rest of this the uh, um residents um and just kind of getting a feel no different than tormir and just um that's what he would do before wandering back to the uh the rest of the group the last thing I'll tell you about the soldiers that are here is that they look like they are, they would be very good at defending the city, uh, but in their training and their orientation and armaments and things like that, that's kind of what they're suited for is, is a uh, defending against a siege. They do not like a, look, look like much of a force that would be uh, well suited for marching on another army out in a field or trying to engage in a siege against another city. So it's it's very like the purpose of this is built exactly for what they are built for, which is defending the defending this fortress or fortification. Um, it doesn't look like they have um, like the soldiers or things like that that they would be able to um, an ama- uh, uh, amass a uh, attacking based army, if that makes sense. Okay. Not not really, I mean they could if they really needed to, but wouldn't be anywhere near as efficient as as if as if they were uh defending by comparative all right so otherwise you ask similar questions to get similar answers to what uh toramir mm-hmm. asked um go ahead and give me a diplomacy check to see if uh any anything additional okay okay um, what'd you roll see. i got a 26 okay not much more additional than than what toramir got okay. um pretty much the same information that he got so um, then moving along over to uh, Jathal and Tabitha. So the two of you are sitting in the room. Um, what uh, do you guys have any conversations uh, between the two of you, kind of about what's been happening as of recent? Uh, I don't know. Maybe we just chit chat a little bit. I don't okay. have anything specific, I guess. Um, I wait patiently and. Uh ask the... I'm assuming that there's uh, like somebody nearby to that so I could get some um, 
like water for the animals. Yeah, there's no one in the room, but there's some. There's other people in the building that you can certainly reach out to and ask. Okay. Well, I assume that they would leave somebody close by, just yeah. For uh, um, as they come, strategic uh, defense purposes. Yeah, as as they come back, um, with uh, the, um, with it, they they uh, say that you know another person, one of the two soldiers that was with Sir Roland before comes back into the room and says, "Oh, hey, I I have uh where, I have the information about Kandal. Where's where's Roland at?" Oh, I believe he went to go find uh when Lady Madeline would be available. Oh, okay. Well, um here, I can share with you uh what what we have um and she kind of sets out like about four or five books and she has different like uh pieces of paper like bookmarks uh, set in there to uh, indicate like different pages uh, actually they're kind of more like ribbons that are like strung through it sure. uh, she pulls open to the different uh, pages and she goes so in here uh, I see Kandal was a uh, ancient necromancer he was defeated uh, here at this uh, the, um, one of the forces that had uh, worked against him um, originally, um, was actually the, the founding members, um, of the order of the white Lily. Um, but none of the, none of the founding members are, are known. Um, if the, if they are still uh, alive today, I'm, I'm assuming as long as it's been probably not, um, flips here because, uh, Kundal was last known to be active about 300 years ago. Um, and let's see. And he was defeated by uh, three specific items. Um, there is, and she flips to another page. There's this, and she points at a what looks like a scimitar. She goes, "This is called the scimitar of shifting sands." Um, it, uh, it apparently is. It was able to one of the few items that was able to uh, truly wound him. Um. There is uh, this, and she, as she points at a, uh, a stone, looks, uh, it's a red stone. So this is, was referred to as the Scorpion Bloodstone. Uh, it was another item that was uh, specifically used uh, to, uh, to, to defeat uh, Kundal. Um, I, I, it doesn't say here how it was used, just that it was a, a crucial component. And then she flips the page again and goes, and then this, and it's a picture of a uh, mace. Um, she goes, this is uh, known as the Zealous Mace. It uh, specifically uh, is able to channel one's faith into whatever uh, other items you are wielding. Um, so um, I, I did some additional uh, looking into with the... Um, with the librarians and at least what they know of in our is in is last they were aware was in our vaults. Um, none of those three items, I believe, are contained within our vaults, uh, to my knowledge. So you were said you okay. were looking for the, the Draco stone. Was it possible you were mistakenly looking for the Scorpion Bloodstone? Because uh, according to another book over here, I see that the Scorpion Bloodstone. And the Draco Stone are one of a group of uh, five stones that that can be used in, in tandem together. So, it's possible you, are, you may, have, may be looking for the wrong stone. Uh, you are correct in that they are a group, uh, but uh, we are 
aware and know where I should say we know where the scorpion bloodstone is it is in our possession Um, we are still in fact looking for the Draco stone oh okay um well um is there anything else like uh, um, anything else that you need information on um does it uh, the the scimitar um does it say did you find anything else out about that item uh th- there's some history on it um so it was once wielded by uh, let's see here it says a sultan uh whose name is now lost to the sands of time um but it, he envied every envied that which his brother had and he slew him with his scimitar but uh, apparently, in doing so, it cursed him um, and made it so anything that he ate or drank turned to sand in his mouth, and uh, he eventually uh, starved to death as a uh, punishment uh, from the gods, at least so the legend speaks. Um, but uh, the, the, the weapon itself still carries, I guess, the, the hatred and spitefulness towards, uh, to- towards those uh, who they envy and apparently has the ability to uh, siphon life force, uh, which I'm not exactly sure how, but somehow that's useful against Kundal, I, I suppose. I, it doesn't exactly say how the weapon was wielded. Um, whoever authored this book wasn't at present at the battle, but simply heard information about it. So understood, understood. Um, excellent. Uh, that's that's that is helpful information. Does it uh, this uh, zealous mace? Um, is there any other information about that? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Um, it. Let's see don't see in here what um where it's at or where it was last known um it hasn't been seen for nearly 100 years um let's see last it was huh there's a city not far from a place called Inconovis called nipk that's um that that apparently that was was the last place this was apparently known from um but uh, it was wielded against a, uh, let's see here, flip, 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 huh, a Lord Ganthus, apparently it was wielded against and, uh, helped, uh, uh, but, uh, it's unknown, um, the outcome of that battle is still unknown, it was, the, the, the mace was, uh, wielded by someone who went to seek down uh, Lord Ganthus, and uh, neither the wielder, the mace, nor Ganthus were ever heard from again. So that's uh, that's that's what we know about that. Okay, that's uh, that is very helpful. I thank you. Um, and you were saying though that uh, there's no you were not able to tell find a uh, the the draco stone or the blue stone in your vaults. oh i haven't been to the vault um oh, I, okay. I simply went to do the research on on what we knew about kandal okay uh and, and what what weapons um i i roland hadn't asked me to look into the the draco stone oh my apologies uh, i thought that was you uh, uh no uh this well, was uh, 
Daniel was with us. Uh, Daniel of the Fire. He he was also with us, and he. Uh, I, I don't see him here. Maybe he's the one that Roland asked to look into that. That is possible. I, I apologize. I I may oh. have mis- mistaken. So it's uh, no apology needed. We uh, we all look very similar, you know. So I it's to an outsider, I can absolutely understand uh, that how it'd be very simple to confuse one of us for another. Excellent. Thank you again for this uh, this information. It is. Uh, been very helpful oh, of course um, anything else otherwise I can I, I need to go return these books uh, I, I mean at the moment I don't believe I have anything else okay um, thank you for your help oh, happy to um, if you need anything else at all please let me or, or any other of the any of the other knights uh, know uh, we, we are more than happy to help those who uh, who are willing to help others um, and uh, she turns and leaves and then uh, a little bit later uh, Torimir shows back up and shortly after that Athir shows back up uh, having completed their uh, their walkabouts okay uh, ah nice to see you guys yeah, it's great to go stretch my legs a bit that's good uh, we did get a little bit of information. Um, there is apparently some history on how Kandal was defeated. Uh, part of it we knew uh, due to the information that uh, m- one of my other, I guess, alter egos. Inferior to uh, all, yes. Oh, I mean, clearly, yes, but uh, I wasn't going to say that, but you know, I didn't want to sound too, you know. I can't believe he was calling himself superior to you. I don't know either. Uh, either way, so he gave us the information about how he used the scimitar of Shifting Sands and the Scorpion Bloodstone to defeat uh <laughs> to defeat Jethal, yes. Uh, to defeat Kundal. Uh, but Gotta there was. Jethal. Yes. But there was a another item that apparently was used. Um, a mace that is uh, lost. Uh, has not been seen for quite some time, but we may have a lead um, in finding it and I believe we need to talk to Master Ganthus regarding it. Why do I have a bad feeling about this? You're not the only one. So shortly after that, um, returns uh, both Roland and uh, Daniel, uh, and uh, both of them. Daniel tries to speak first, but right as Roland was about to speak, and Daniel quickly apologizes and says, I, "I'm I'm sorry, sir." And Roland goes, "No need to apologize. So go go ahead, Daniel." 
And uh, Daniel was, oh, um, so I, I checked into what you asked for. Um, the Scorpion Bloodstone is, uh, I'm sorry, not the Scorpion Bloodstone. The uh, Draco <laughs> Stone is, uh, is currently stored within the vaults. Um, and uh, it, it is currently, uh, it's in the, uh, the uh, vault number uh, 104. Okay. Excellent to hear. Good to know. Um, thank you, Daniel. Um, and Daniel goes and takes a seat at the table. Uh, and so Roland goes, um, so yeah, uh, Lady Madeline, uh, just by happenstance, um, is available, uh, within the next uh, few minutes. It, um, as long as, uh, it's not going to be a very, an extremely long, uh, conversation. Otherwise she said we can, uh, schedule a later time if you need to have a, uh, a more in-depth conversation. I mean, it ultimately comes down to uh, it, it shouldn't be too long of a conversation. It just comes down to uh, what uh, what we can we what we can accomplish. Okay. Hopefully, uh, there very well, won't uh, be any fallout for us trying to retrieve an item from Vault One Hundred Four. <laughs> <laughs> I am not going on those uh, uh, little fallout reference. Um, so the uh, he goes. Um, do you wish to meet now, or or do you want me to schedule for a long? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I would like to, at the very least, be introduced to her, and if we need more time, I we can work to schedule more time. I very think. well. Please, please uh, come with me. We uh, we, we mustn't tarry. Excellent. Um, and so he, he, yeah, he leads you and then, uh, pretty much you go, there's, uh, you know, a very large central castle like structure, um, you know, in, in the middle of this whole you know, fortress and he leads you straight to there and, uh, you go in and, uh, the sort of large, uh, uh, receiving hall, uh, you see a woman, uh, this woman is. Uh, has uh, unlike most of the soldiers uh, who have sort of uh, silver armor with gold inlays, she has solid gold armor, um, or at least golden colored armor. Anyway, um, she also has a tabard uh, with the hand holding the, the the sword with the lightning, but the lightning on hers is facing in both directions instead of the, just the one direction counter to the direction the sword is being faced. Um, and she says. You are the heroes Roland speaks spoke of, I assume. Yes, uh, well met, Lady Madeline. Uh, thank you for your your time. Uh, my she, name is. She nods at you. My name is Jethal Zahn, uh, and these are my compatriots, uh, Tormir, Ethir, and Tabitha. Well met. Uh, what I, do you need from the uh, Holy Order of Denier? Uh As I'm sure uh, your, uh, as I'm sure Sir Roland has informed you, um, we are here on a grave mission that is, um, and uh, are seeking your assistance. You have in your one of your vaults um, a powerful stone that we would like to be able to use and then return once we have completed our mission 
If I am guessing correctly, based on my knowledge of what is in the vaults, you are referring to the stone of power known as the Draco stone. Is that correct? Yes, you are correct. Understood. Um, and what do you seek to use the Draco stone to do? We seek to use the Draco stone to... to vanquish the lich by the name of Kundal that has been released upon the world and is terrorizing the southern area of this continent and wishes to take over the world, enslave the world. Very well. Um, I am inclined to agree and uh, permit you to uh, make use of the stone uh, however uh, because of its power and the power of all of the things that we keep uh, contained within our vaults um, I, I do hope you understand that we do have to take precautions oh um, absolutely so uh, I, I, I do have a very busy schedule so I will not be able to do it right now, but uh, first thing tomorrow morning. We have a matter of three days before the world is going to end. This isn't a matter of weeks. We are a Very bit well. on a time schedule. Sir Roland, he cast up a, uh, yes, yes, Lady Madeline. Can you see if um, our following meetings can be uh, moved. Uh, he goes. Well, they they are concerning the uh, the 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 harvest. And she goes. Yes, but the plants will still be there tomorrow. If this is of of as dire importance as these uh, heroes say, then I think we can we can th we can wait. Goes, wait was very it well. Three I, days. Hold on. I may have had my time wrong, but either way, it doesn't really matter. I mean, it, it, yeah, it, it, that's what it you gets said, the so. point across. Yeah, I'm, across. I was trying to figure out like the actual timeline. But yeah, it's, out of game you have actually quite a bit more than that. Okay, yeah, well you know, um, but you know, but dealing with bureaucracy, yeah. Um, so she goes. Um, so I will, uh, as as a part of our precautions, I will move up uh, those precautions to now. So um, Roland, can you please uh, go retrieve the Inquisitors? Yes, right away. And uh, she goes. Uh, they should be here within uh, within the next few minutes, um, and uh, we will. I, I, as I said, regardless of your intentions, and as uh, as so long as your story and your uh, perspective uh, deems to be entirely honest and true, then uh, I will absolutely permit you to have the stone. And uh, I thank you, I thank you for your urgency in this matter. And uh, as they uh, come out, a, a group of six individuals, all kind of with longer robes, uh, holding like sensor sensors, like the the thing dangling on the chain that has like uh, incense in them. Um, and uh, you know they have robes that are kind of pulled over slightly over, so you can see kind of from their nose down um, of their faces. Um, they come in. Uh, I guess two of them are holding the sensors. Uh, the other four are carrying, uh, in sets of two, um, these these large sort of braziers, uh, large uh, sort of uh, you know dishes where you can kind of have a 
put things in to start a fire. Um, and they they set them up and you know wave the uh, incense over them, and two of them uh, begin lighting the brazier. Uh, so there's two of them. The smoke from them kind of uh, wafts up into the air. They chant, uh, chant some uh, magic over them. Each of them pulls uh, different uh, items out from under their robes and throws them into the fire. Each of them just disintegrate in the fire uh, magically. You know, it's it's fairly obvious that what they're doing is uh, uh, some sort of a magical ritual. And she uh, she goes, so. I will ask you again, now under this detection, what is your intention with the Draco Stone? And before you answer, we will end the episode there. To defeat Kandal! <laughs> <laughs> so thank, thank you again, listeners, for tuning in to this episode of Paper, Pencil, Dice. Uh, please... Uh, reach out to us on Facebook, or you can reach out to us on email at paperpencildicepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, if you like the episode, or if you if you are a listener, please reach out. Let us know. We'd, we'd love to keep in touch with any of our listeners out there, so definitely let us know. Uh, otherwise, um, if, you, uh, if you're listening to us on any, po- uh, any of the popular podcasting platforms, please give us a like or a fi- and a five-star rating. Really appreciate it. Um, Otherwise, in the meantime, keep gaming, friends. Thanks for listening to this episode of Paper, Pencil, Dice. Reach out to us at paperpencildicepodcast at gmail.com. Join us next time to find out what our heroes get into next on Paper, Pencil, Dice.